Good morning, evening, night, afternoon. Might be find a way to watch or listen to this podcast. Is me, Omar from Hardware. Hardware will be coming later this week, but I don't know when because life's been hectic and it is Thanksgiving weekend. You know, uh, so I guess you know you can enjoy time with your families and you you will survive without a week of us of me and Jackson analyzing awards races if it comes down to that. But I'm joined by a friend of the podcast, uh, Northeast uh, co- College Athletic Guru, my friend John Glowatz. John, how's everything going? It's been a while. It's growing peachy, baby. Yeah, peachy is a, is a great word, honestly. I mean, all all encompassing. But um, I, I found I found out something I didn't I did not know. I mean, despite recording um, you know, so many podcasts with you, John, I found out that you are a Marist grad, and th- you know, that's the first. You're the first person that I've met, you know, with any affiliation to Marist. Because as, as I told, as I we were talking before this podcast, you know, Pioneer Football League Twitter is is a very quiet place. I mean, it's like you ask, I, I asked like, hey, any any Marist or Davidson fans out there, you know, willing to record about football? And it's like I can I can just see the tumbleweeds run across my Twitter screen. So, I mean, I'm, I'm just glad I learned that about you just being a Marist grad. Yeah, man, there aren't there aren't a ton of us. But, um, you know, if you were if you were in you know, the Hudson Valley or, uh, you know, North Jersey, Long Island, you'd, you'd probably you'd probably uh, run into a couple of us. Seems like I, I I run into too many. It seems like I can't I can't throw a, a stone without hitting a Marist grad. But uh, I guess we're we're very we're a very regional <laughs> regional school. Yeah, I mean that's a good point because like even even me being an hour away from Poughkeepsie, like I never made my way to uh to Maris game to you know venerable Tenney Field or Tenney Tenney Field and Leonidoff State. I don't I don't know like Leonidoff Stadium Stadium whatever it's called. Mm-hmm. Um, I never made my way. Uh, unfortunately to any Mac basketball because you know I had my sights set on Fordham in a 10 games but not a regret but you know if I ever make it back in the area Mac basketball is is uh is on the list for sure yeah man I I, I definitely don't think you made the wrong call I, when I was there we had we had some good teams I mean, we had Jared Jordan slinging it um you know we I don't think we, we ever actually um, you know, made any any noise in in the tournament or even made the tournament, but uh, you know, that's that's some pretty solid teams. Yeah, I know that. Uh, so before the pandemic, um, I actually had a ticket for um for Mac Madness out at Atlantic City. I was gonna, you know, I was gonna find my fortune out at out at the Las Vegas of the Atlantic Ocean, but uh, the pandemic hit, and unfortunately, that never happened. So, still waiting to make my trip to Mac Madness and uh, go under the boardwalk, you know, as the drifters would say. <laughs> but that that's not the point maybe of our I'll discussion. Yeah, maybe yeah, maybe. maybe I mean that that's unless a realignment hits and they decide that that Atlantic City is not a viable venue due to the, the changing geographic footprint of the league. But I think the Max here to stay. I I think the Max kind of here mm-hmm. to stay with everything that's happening. But um, but yeah, our topic discussion is like a couple, I guess a week ago, a week and a half ago. I mean, it's hard to keep track of the days. But I published a Marist double feature of of articles on Redshirt Sports One about Marist Army 2025 being in jeopardy, which is a tragedy to the Hudson to the Hudson River Valley. You know that they don't get to experience these two schools with a with a blood rivalry separated by a bunch of trees in the Hudson River playing each other. It, it, you know, it, it's it's tragic. But all jokes aside, it is tragic for uh, for the for the Marist program to not be able to play on national TV. But the other article I published was uh, Marist football going to the NEC and the viability of that now that Sacred Heart and Merrimack um, just packed their bags out of the blue. You know, they decided to get some milk and never come back um, to the NEC. So, I mean, your I just want to know your thoughts as a Marist grad on on Marist leaving the the Pioneer Football League. And picking up scholarship football, I guess I, I don't know if the MAC was non-scholarship, but picking up scholarship mm-hmm. football and playing the NEC. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I'd certainly be in support, obviously, as a as a fan, you know, and and even as a as a former athlete, you know, I know there's a lot of a lot of really really solid athletes in the MAC and in in the football um, on the on the football program especially. Um, so I'd be I'd be in support of it. You know, the regionality would be way better than the Pioneer League. You know, the finances that's that's the big thing, and that's what the administration would would have to be looking at is, you know, what is what do the finances uh, mean? You know, leaving the Pioneer, you know, having shorter, uh, shorter travel schedule, um, but having to pick up those those scholarship costs, um, you know, that that's that's really the uh, the sticky wicket. Yeah, that's a good point. I haven't heard that term in a while. Sticky wicket. I, I love it. But <laughs> yeah, that, that that's kind of a thing, because I kind of wonder as well. Um, I, I've, I've I've never been to any Marist athletic events, you know, wanted to go to a Marist football game once. But the schedule never worked out, so I don't I don't know what the environment is at Marist home games for football. I don't know whether the donor support is, um, is there for Marist football. Do you think? I mean, so I guess can you like walk me through that? I guess like the whole like donor situation. Like, does anyone really care about football, and is that like a result of them just being just existing the Pioneer Football League? I mean, from what I know, I, you know, I'm, I'm certainly no insider, especially at this point. I can't imagine that there's a huge donor base and and huge uh you know fan fan support there uh certainly the school is 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 trying you know i've i've um i've been involved with them with, with a couple of things in the city since i you know i live closer to to new york now i mean just just on the alumni side they they opened up like a really nice uh like alumni center in the city ahead of the pandemic and and unfortunately the pandemic kind of took its toll on that but they, yeah, they are certainly trying to rally some some support. They're doing some good work. They're always building. So, you know, they're on, on, in terms of like boosters and donors. Um, I can't imagine there's too many athletic donors. There's there's probably some some folks who are who are donating in general, and and maybe that would would carry over to the to the football program. But uh, yeah, I, I I couldn't speak with a lot of you know insider knowledge on that. Yeah, I mean, you, you and me both being young can't really speak on the donor situation of our respective uh, ac our academic institutions. You know, I, th I think that's fun. I feel like I've asked that recently of someone else about the donor situation of their school. And they're like, yeah, I'm, I'm still kind of young for that. Um, <laughs> well, I appreciate you calling me young here, Omar. I certainly don't feel like it some days. Hey, you know, it's it's all in the heart. It's all in the heart, you know. And I I don't see I don't see any gray hair. So uh, so your your kid your kid must be good. Your kid must not be giving you any gray hair. So if I took this hat off, you'd see you you'd certainly see some. All right, all right, all right. You can keep it on then. You can keep it on. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, but um, I think so. I I guess I guess that that's a good point. You know, like a school like Marist, like you know, just being, I guess, academically and Olympic sports focused. You know, football kind of exists, but it's like. It's, I feel like it's kind of like a purgatory where it's like you're just kind of continuing to kick the can get down the road if you're a program like Marist with like, you know, play non-scholarship football in a conference, you know, that's a bigger hodgepodge than the Big Ten, if we're being honest. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, it's like you can't shut down the program because then people would freak out. But like you, you're just kind of like keeping the program there, you know, just to, you know, exist. But uh, I guess um, – I want to ask you. I mean, I guess in your following as as a Marist fan, like, I guess what what were what were the rival as a Marist grad? I guess what what who were the rivals when you guys were in the MAC when it sponsored football? And then does does Marist even really have a rival in the Pioneer Football League at this point? That's a good question. To be honest with you, Omar, I would say, I you know, I I wouldn't even know who the who the rivals were at the time when they, when they shut down. 
you know, our, our rivals in lacrosse were maybe a little bit different than they, than they were in, in football. I certainly considered Providence at the time was, was in, was in the Mac for, for lacrosse, Canisius, um, and Siena, uh, to be, to be kind of our biggest rivals. Um, I had a, I had a friend on the football team who, who would consider maybe Iona to be, uh, to be among the biggest rivals, but he, uh, he personally shut down their, their program. If, uh, if you, if you talk to him, uh, back in, in 2009, uh, so yeah, who, who their rivals were, you know, back then, I, I can't even remember probably a couple of the, couple of the teams that, uh, that we mentioned in, you know, in the former Mac football, uh, schools there. Um, nowadays, yeah, it doesn't really feel, you know, with the, the pioneer being so spread out and, and they're, you know, it, it being around, I guess, you know, for over a decade now in terms of, or at least Maris membership in it, uh, to me, I, you know, I, I, I don't really feel like there's a huge rival, but I'd, I'd be lying if I said I'd paid, you know, a, a ton of attention to, uh, you know, to Maris football rivalries over the last, you know, last decade here. Hey, that that's fair enough. I do appreciate the honesty, uh, uh, you know. But I mean, I guess it's a great point, you know, where it's like there's like nothing natural. Everything's like kind of manufactured. Like they are an outlier in the conference because you look at the the Midwest kind of um, corridor in the conference. You got Butler, Valparaiso, natural rivals, and then even Drake, you know, to that, that to that trio, that Midwest trio. Um, and then you go down south. Um, well, I forget going down south, actually, now that I think about it. But, you know, you got like Dayton and Moorhead, Dayton and Moorhead State, you know, as rivals and, and everything. So, I mean, Maris is kind of an outlier, just like, you know, the Florida and California schools. Um, and I feel like, I yeah. do feel like, oh, no, go ahead. No, I was just say, um, you know, as we were talking before, the, you know, before we started the pod, you know, it's Maris is a, is a regional school. And, and so are a lot of these, uh, a lot of these schools in the Pioneer and, and certainly uh, in, in the MAC, in the, in the current MAC. So it's, it's like, you know, if you're playing a national conference in, with a regional school, it, it really makes things difficult for those rivalries to form. You know, we need, uh, you know, we need to be playing other peer institutions in the Northeast for, for those to kind of organically form, I believe. Yeah. I mean, I, I totally get it. I mean, um, I, I tend to believe that that Maris is a national program. You know, they are a national brand on the levels of of Notre Dame and Army. But I mean, I'm glad to, I'm glad to hear it from a from a from a, from a Red Fox graduate uh, himself that 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 is not the case, unfortunately. <laughs> but I, I guess I guess something I want to I want to ask you is like um the, the Northeast Conference is very heavy in the New York City area. I guess how big I guess how big is it to um I guess get pre- more presence football wise in the New York City market uh for a program like Marist. I mean I think like New York is is kind of the mecca for for the alumni base as as I was saying you know the the, the school's done a lot of work there even before they they tried to do this is you know the, the kind of the progression for the Marist grad is hey you 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 come from an upper middle class family in the tri-state area, generally, um, you graduate, you move to the city, you work in finance or fashion or, you know, maybe healthcare or whatever. Uh, and then, you know, you get married, you have kids, you move to the suburbs in the tri-state area and, you know, rinse and repeat. That's kind of the way it goes. Um, you know, it doesn't have to be that way, but, you know, probably 80, 90% of the alumni base is, is that way. So, you know, to have, you know, an even bigger presence in New York to have, you know, 
rivals or or at least peer institutions that you'd be playing against in in a in the tri-state area would would be a boon to the school. I mean, there there'd be um, I think more alumni engagement. There'd be there'd be opportunities for for alumni to be at games that are away games, you know. And and I think yeah, as, as we're talking about this, like it, it wouldn't all translate to athletic uh, donations or athletic performance or anything like that. But I think it would be it would go a long way. Uh, to yeah, to engage the alumni base and and to increase donations, uh, you know, for for other aspects of the of the school as well. Yeah, absolutely, um, for sure. I mean, you want to cater to where your you know alumni are, like you said, like a, a regional school. And I mean, the NEC, like when I think about it, is like they are very New York centric conference. You know, uh, not just in their membership, but in their kind of regional, you know, regional TV, um, the regional media contracts with like S and Y and everything. I know Long Island has like a game between S and Y. No. Uh, our football wise and SNY has been a longtime partner of the conference itself. So, I mean, it, it, it's absolutely huge. Um, one more, I guess, one more question I have uh, just with the move is, uh, I guess, how big would uh, Marist football moving to, to the NEC and getting and becoming a beneficiary of the neck at night contract with the Northeast conference games, how, how big of a, how big of a benefit would that be for the, uh, the Marist program? Yeah, I think, I think it would be, it would be a, a a boon as well. I think across the board, I mean, we're talking about, you know, the, the kind of the regional sports networks around here, you know, neck at night, um, SNY. Yes. Like we could, you know, we could, if we got into the, in the NEC, you know, we could probably, you know, make inroads with all of them. Um, You know, so uh, yeah, it would be, I I mean, you know, I I don't want to sugarcoat it or, or, or overstate it. You know, I think it would be, it would be a boost for sure. I think, you know, uh, would it help recruiting a little bit? Yeah. You know, I think, you know, it wouldn't be, uh, it wouldn't be turning, you know, turning, turning Marist into, uh, you know, I don't know the next, uh, Notre Dame, but, um, you know, certainly it, uh, yeah, it would, it would help a little bit, you know, uh, 5%, 10% maybe. I think that's a fair estimate. Um, so moving on from commentary live and talk, and uh, as we start to draw towards a close, I want to ask you. I mean, something we talked about beforehand, um, you know, kind of jokingly, jokingly is uh, the uh, Army Maris game in twenty twenty five. Army, of course, has uh, taken their talents to the American Athletic Conference, which I'm mm-hmm. a fan of too. And um, I just want to say, like, for all the Army fans that are talking about national program, but we're playing two FCS schools a year, like it's all it's it's almost comical, and it, like it's like it's like it hurts to see army go six and six and back-to-back years with two FCS wins. And it's just like, what what's the definition of insanity doing the same thing over and over again, and expecting a different result. And that that's happening. That insanity is happening. Even though like kudos to the black Knights for beating the, uh, the spring chickens out there at a, uh, in Conway, South Carolina, not Myrtle beach, contrary to popular belief, but the, the school is located in Conway. But um, that being said, um, I mean, army's joining the American, conference games are being or uh, fcs games are being cut from the schedule or it's like not just fcs games but fbs non-conference games are being cut from the schedule um mm. army was scheduled to play Marist in 2025 i know that's a surprise because i didn't even know if that would have counted towards bowl eligibility because Marist being a non-scholarship school um kind, kind of seems like a like a challenge from practical jokers you know that someone told mike buddy to schedule someone like talking <laughs> my buddy's ear told him to schedule a pioneer football league team and uh, everyone everyone started laughing but i guess your thoughts on the possibility of losing that game uh, because i mean army and maris are just hour away they're just a uh, mta north uh, north ticket away from each other yeah it would be a bummer it would be it would certainly be a bummer you know i, I can recall playing army in lacrosse and that was you know one of the highlights 
uh, of my of my lacrosse career for sure in in college. Uh, you know, they're obviously very very close proximity. We had a couple of buddies. Um, yeah, you know, I remember uh, that were that were at West Point when I was at Marist. They would come down, you know, and and uh, and and hang with us for a weekend, go out and and, and party and whatnot. So like, you know, there it, there's it's a pretty close um, close drive, close you know proximity to the schools. I you know, I think it would be um, yeah, it would be it would be a lot of fun for the for the program. You know, having a a, a buy game as well, you know, certainly helps boost things. You know, if that's that's another way that they can you know offset the scholarship cost and say hey you know if if we uh, we increase you know to twenty five scholarships you know we can estimate that we can get you know maybe an, an additional game a buy game um, you know every season you know I don't know how much Army's willing to pay but if we can get um, you know Cuse or uh, Rutgers or whoever else you know you know maybe we can get an extra couple hundred grand a million um, you know based on that so. Uh, you know, yeah. If if they lose the game, it's a bummer. I do understand it from Army's point of view. I mean, obviously, you know, joining joining the American, I'm I'm in support of the move as well. Uh, you know, and and sometimes you got to break a couple eggs to to make an omelet. So I get it. Man, I I love that saying too. I mean, break a couple eggs to make an omelet. Um, you know. It's great sayings all around so far, so far, John. But uh, I mean, yeah, I, I do agree. Like, it is a shame because, like, for me, I, I kind of enjoyed, like, it was a love-hate relationship with the FCS games because, especially, like, this year, a year where we play in HBCU, and we also got a Holy Cross, you know, a game where it ended just perfectly for me where Army did not beat Holy Cross bad enough, you know, but they still walked away with the win, you know. And, uh, you know, people people learn more about Matthew Sluka, the uh, the Taysom Hill of the Seven Hills of Worcester. I'm, I'm gonna change. I'm gonna change from the Zach Wilson of the Seven Hills to the Taysom Hill of the Seven Hills of Worcester. But I mean, I am sad to see the uh, the potential uh, Giovanni De Verrazano Cup be uh, be canceled. Unfortunately, um, would have been great for the re- for the region. But you know, like you say, it's it's a sacrifice that has to be made. Um, in this move to the American, in this changing age of college football. But that's a good point that, I mean, I, I guess we glossed over uh, with NEC talk before where, um, you know, the buy games. Because I know there's some uh, – I am trying. I was trying to look up. I know there's some NEC teams that do, like, two to three buy games a year. And it, it pays the bills. Like, yeah, Long Island in 2021 played FIU, West Virginia, and Miami of Ohio in three straight weeks. So, I mean, I, I – I, I, I wouldn't know. I, I don't know if there's like a such thing as like buy games in lacrosse, but like I would assume the players love to play programs like West Virginia, like Miami of Ohio, if you're coming from a conference like that. Yeah. But I don't know. Maybe you can speak on that more because I don't know if there's buy games yeah, in there's, lacrosse. There's no, but well, I guess you could call them buy games, but there's no money, <laughs> you know, like um, there's certainly, yeah. It, it, even without the money involved. Yeah. The players love to, to, you know, be, be out against the top competition and, and, you know, see, see what they're made of and, you know, get, get a little bit of recognition, even if they end up getting destroyed, you know, we've, we played, uh, you know, like I said, we played army, we played UNC when I was there, we played, uh, we played Johns Hopkins in the, in the tournament, um, the year that they went undefeated and won the national championship, obviously wasn't a, wasn't a, a buy game, but that's just, you know, just, this is like, even yeah, even without any money exchanging hands, certainly the players and the coaches, you know, are are all about it. You know, the administration, I'm sure, doesn't really care that much um, as as long as uh, as long as the finances all uh, all line up. But but even they, I'm, I'm sure, would would want to if if 
you know, if, if there's uh, no real difference, I would want the players and, and the coaches to be engaged as, as possible. Um, but yeah, if you're, if you're talking about money being exchanged, then, then certainly the, the AD would, would, uh, would definitely be in support of it. I'm, I'm, I'm quite certain. Absolutely. You know, it's all about the bottom line, unfortunately, for uh, for some of these programs, you know, but yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm sure it'd be great, you know, to see, like you said, Syracuse and all those programs as well, even like UConn and UMass, um, as they need to fill some games. I know UConn's leaning more into the uh, the in-state games, which is good. It's good for the Nutmeg State, you know, some uh, some Nutmeg State rivalries with the Sacred Heart and uh, Central Connecticut State. So maybe we'll see the same thing. I, I don't think this... I don't think Maris will move to the NEC because, you know, like, like we said, like it's kind of just, you know, Maris football. It's kind of like, a, I wouldn't say purgatory, but it's just like an awkward position where it's like you're not all in on football um, in the Pioneer Football League, but you can't cancel the program because, you know, that would be a PR nightmare. Um, but, I mean, that's all I have for this discussion, John. Do you have anything final to add? No, nothing, nothing uh, for this discussion. Only thing I would say is, uh, you know, it's feast week. So uh, check check out the the college hoops. There's a lot of good games going on even early during the day. I know I'll, I'll turn it on uh, and just uh, you know just work while while I got plenty of uh, of top notch uh, college hoops going in the afternoon. Yeah, I mean it's interesting you mentioned the college hoops because uh, someone brought up that the uh, the 24 hour tip off because I remember as a kid just like getting ready for school and there's like basketball on for whatever reason you know I get six in the morning and being confused yeah. but. That's um that's sad that that and bracket busters, you know, ESPN decided that that was no longer viable, unfortunately. But I mean, still plenty of um great basketball, uh, you know, definitely go to your local MTE or um or non exempt tournament. I know I'm going to a, one of the Sun Bowl, the Sun Bowl basketball tournament games, which I'm just waiting for the day Army, you know, gets to the uh, the Sun Bowl tournament because. You know, it's Army. There's Fort Bliss down here. I don't I don't know why they haven't invited, you know, Army yet, but maybe they have and maybe Army just. You know, it doesn't think they're up to the uh to play in the prestigious Don Haskins Sun Bowl tournament. <laughs> I don't know either, Omar, but but yeah, get to the MTEs. You know, if we can implore anybody at, at uh, ESPN or Fox or whatever to bring back, uh, yeah, bracket busters and uh, Midnight Madness and all the all the good uh, all the good you know fun zany stuff that makes college hoops what it is, then uh, please do so. Yeah, I mean, and I don't care if you have to have the announcers in the studio just to show the games, you know, on, on TV, yeah. you know, just like yeah, these kids will play at, at 6 a.m. If they know they're going to be on TV, they'll do it like, you know, make it happen. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's a great note to close on uh, until next time, everyone. Enjoy Thanksgiving. Enjoy college football and basketball. And until next time, peace on soul.